if it goes to one minute, right? Mm -hmm. So we were talking regarding what men can do. So even though Adam would be the first man to be created, the command to make man and having dominion was attributed to every single man. So in God's mind, every single one that would be born from Adam would be born with dominion. You see that? Telling us that dominion is a gift from God to man. <laughs> Means to rule, to be able to bring things under your order and control is a gift. You hear people say, uh, I don't have my life in order. Right? Or I don't have control over my life. It is because the dominion was lost. But from the beginning, God intended that you and me would have dominion. Dominion is a system. Is a system through which authority is exercised. Maybe I should show you this from another angle. Uh, let's go to the New Testament. First John Chapter number five. Hallelujah. First John chapter number five from verse number four. Please read it. Thank <laughs> you. 
that my faith in Christ would be all that needed to overcome the world. Amen. World. What is he talking about? World. The word world there, there are two words, in fact, three words in the Greek that is translated world, right? The first one is the one that's commonly used, cosmos. The second one is uh, aeon. The third one is what we call uh, uh, olam, all right, which refers to eternity. Now, cosmos is not what's defined as the physical world, right? But it is the system behind the world. Because the word that means to decorate, it means to arrange, it means to systematize. For instance, if at your company, there is a system by which that company is run. And in that system, there are different departments dealing with different things. So you might find the HR department, uh, uh, <coughs> the finance department, the administration department, all those departments, right? All of them together, those units that are independently functioning towards the goal of the company, them combined together is what we call a system. It is the working of independent components within a field that helps achieve the objectives of that company, organization, whatever it is. So the system here, the Bible says, you have overcome. If you have faith, your faith is the victory that overcomes the system of this world. In other words, the way in which this world is run says your faith is the victory that overcomes it. For instance, for instance, for instance, it's, it's a system in this world that if you are not qualified through the process of the, uh, education, you cannot get a decent job. It's a system. Try and fight that system, you'll see. Right? It's a system. So, they, they, there are systems in this world put in place, not by God. Not by God. But by who? Satan. <coughs> but he says, if you are in Christ, you overcome the systems. In other words, you are above them. Because of your faith in Jesus. Remember what Jesus Christ said in John chapter uh, 15. He said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The word overcome there means I have tamed it. I have brought it under my subjugation. It's the same word in the Hebrew that's used as dominion. In other words, he's saying, I have brought the world, the systems of this world, under my dominion. So Jesus did that for us so that we, we, we through our faith in him, should walk in that. Think about it. There was nothing Adam needed to do. It was a gift. That's why I, say, I told you, dominion is a gift from God. And Jesus reclaimed that dominion for us. So as a child of God today, you are above the systems. 
Your faith is about the system. So God does not want you to be under the mercy of the systems. You understand that? But to be free of them. <laughs> because you are a liberator. Are you listening to me? You are a liberator. Now, the liberator cannot be bound to a system. God said, let them have dominion. This is God's plan for mankind. Let them have dominion, control, authority. So man was given what? A throne. Because you cannot exercise dominion over a domain without a throne. Did you understand that? God never said, let them govern. No, he said dominion. It's different. It's different. A king doesn't govern. Do you understand that? A king doesn't govern. Everything belongs to the king. You see, you can only govern what's delegated to you. So he says, let them have dominion. The moment God said, let them have dominion, anybody who reads that should have thought, how? That means he has a domain. Because God cannot give dominion without a domain. So, so he says, let them have dominion, and then he mentions the domains of his dominion. Oh, oh. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Notice, notice how God communicates. God could not mention every other sea creature that Adam would have, should have dominion over. I mean, it would take maybe four, about 10 to 12 pages if God were to mention all the species, right? So God is referring to what? To species. So he says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. He's telling you everything in the fish, in the sea, was under his dominion. Over the birds of the air. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So he's telling you that he, the domain of his dominion, of his kingdom, extends to what? The sea, the air, and what? When Satan stole and took the dominion of Adam, where did he begin to establish his reigns? In the sea? Where? In the air. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly place and the prince of the power of the air. And what? The prince of this world, the god of this world. So he has established the domains of his reign today. Satan, talk about Satan, in the sea. When the Bible talks about Jesus, the name of Jesus, that God is highly exalted at all things in heaven and earth and where? Why did God say him? Why did God say him? Because those three dimensions were what? Were seized by Satan. You must understand, the dominion of man extends into the heavens. So when the Bible says, and every knee should bow things in heaven. He was not only talking about the heaven of God. Talking about the heaven in which those principalities 
and demonic forces have what established their quarters. So we say, when you call on the name of Jesus, everything in Satan's heaven, Satan's earth, and Satan's under the earth. And what's under the earth? Is the sea. Is the sea. The opening. Oh God. Remember what the Bible says in, in Revelation? And all them that are in the sea shall worship me. Who's in the sea? He's referring to the hosts. So that tells us a pattern. The kingdom that Adam was supposed to reign over was the kingdom in the sea, kingdom in the earth, kingdom in the heavens. That's why Jesus says, whatever you bind where on earth will be bound where in heaven. He didn't say, whatever heaven bound earth it shall be. No. He says that the control systems are in the earth. So unless you speak on earth, nothing in heaven moves. So heaven moves as earth what? Commands. So the system, the cosmos, is the cosmos that's operational in the earth. So God has made Adam the God of systems. His dominion was going to be through a system. Read, read First John four four. You understand that? The processes through which objectives are met. First John 4 4. Read 4 4. 4 4. Legra Saradia. You there? You are of God. Ah, little children. You are of God. He's not saying you are on God's side. Okay? He's not referring to God's side. He's referring to your lineage, your ancestral line. You understand that? Your genealogy. Matthew chapter 1 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus Christ. That's what he's talking about. Your genealogy. The genealogy of Jesus Christ starts way up from Adam. If you read, if you read uh, 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 Luke, if you read the first line of Luke, the genealogy of Jesus, and the last, you see where Jesus' genealogy starts with Adam. You want us to read it? <laughs> and avoid speculation. <laughs> Luke. Chapter number three. <coughs> Verse 23. You there? Now Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age, being, I suppose, the son of Joseph, who was the son of Eli. Go back down to verse 38. Who was the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of 
Adam, the son of who was Adam? Who was Adam? Who was Adam? Adam was the son of God. You see where Jesus' genealogy begins? With Adam. Why? Hebrews 2. <coughs> Hebrews 2, quickly. Verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he likewise shed in the same. Do you see that? Did you see that? See why he needed to come through Adam? So Jesus was the son of Adam. Who was the son of Adam was the son of That's genealogy. That's genealogy. But then he says in 1 John 4, 4, he says, ye are of God. Now, notice where he begins your genealogy. Notice where he begins your ancestral life. He says, ye are of God, little children. Telling you that your first ancestry is God. So what does Jesus do? He cancels every ancestral line. And those who are born of him becomes of who? Of God. So he says, you are of God. You hail from God. That's what the word that means. You come, you proceed from God. No, the Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. And Jesus says, no man can be born again. The word born again means to come from above. One that is born from above. So Jesus was the first born again man. So he had the spirit of a born again man because he came from above and the body of Adam. He had to have the body of Adam because he had to come in the fashion of Adam. But his spirit needed to remain the spirit that hails from above. So when he died, he releases that spirit and he gives the spirit to every man who believes in him. So when you believe in Christ, you have the spirit that comes exactly from heaven. So your body may be of earth, but your spirit is from heaven. So that's what it means, you are born again. Means your spirit comes from heaven. Amen. Directly from heaven. Not from earth, from heaven. People think to be born again means to receive Jesus as your Lord yeah. and Savior. No, that's not what it means. That's to be saved. Yes. <laughs> to be born again means to, to go through the, the regeneration process. In other words, to be born as Jesus was born. How was Jesus born? And the Holy One of God says, the Holy Spirit shall come on you and overshadow you. And that holy thing from God shall be birthed in you. That's what it means to be born again. It means for the Holy Spirit to give you a new spirit. A spirit, brothers and sisters, the Bible says, kept hidden throughout the ages. So today, you have a body that's of earth. That's why it says, it shall not yet appear. What we shall be, but when he is revealed, then it shall be known who we are. So we walk around this earth, and the people of this earth say, You are the same. But we are not the same because their spirit is from this earth, ours is from heaven. That is why when you die, your spirit can go down, it can only go up. So 
Solomon had a clue. He said, when the spirit dies, it returns to its nature. Only the spirit that comes from the spirit. You understand that? So when he says, you are of God, means your, your, your parenting, your lineage is from God. No more your mother, your father, your sister. The life of Christ, brothers and sisters, the life of Christ replaces you in life. This is something that God's people must understand. When, when you come into Christ, when you are born again, the life you possess is not human life and God life. No. He said, I have come that they may have life. When you have his life, that life replaces the life with which you are born with. John chapter 1 verse 12. And one and to as many who as one as received them, he gave them the power to become the techno, the sons of God, born not of what flesh and blood, nor of the will of man, but of God. Being born again, not of corruptible seed. So the seed of your father dies when you receive the seed of the word. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, which is the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So the things that birth you are eternal. That's why, no, if you are born again, you may, you may lose the fervor, right? But every time you find the anointed word of God coming to you, something in you leaves. Yes. Why? Yes. Like what? Attracts life. Sometimes you come to church and the word of God is coming to you. Your mind doesn't understand what's going on. But inside, there's a job. There's a strong one. It is the word of the living God that births you. Your genes, your DNA is word DNA. This is something that Adam did not have. Adam did not have the courtesy of being born of the word. Did you know what's the word of God? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. You are of God, little child. And he begat us of his own free will, that we might be the first fruit of his kind, the first fruit. You understand what it means? That means the Christian man is the first fruit of a kind that's never been seen. So when he says you are God, little children, you are of God. You are of God. That means there is no more, there is no more, uh, 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 what's your surname? There is no more quiver inside you. Uh, he, <laughs> Let me show you. Let me show you. Look, look, right there, look, right there, look. Chapter 3, where we were. Uh, I want to show you this. Chapter 3, verse 23. Now, Jesus himself began his ministry as about, at about 30 years of age. Being as supposed. <laughs> did, did, does your Bible have that? Yes. Being as what? Supposed. Being as supposed. The son of Joseph. Being as supposed. Why did Luke in why did Luke put that thing as supposed? As supposed. Because Joseph knew 
that Jesus was not his son. Therefore, when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant, what does the Bible say? He thought how he might let her go because it was bringing him shame. They were not yet married, they were betrothed, they were engaged to be married. So Joseph thought, I'm a, oh, this, is, this is a shame. Then the Bible says, the angel appeared to him and told him not to do such thing. For that thing which is born of her is of God. Imagine telling somebody, hey, I'm pregnant. Imagine what it must have been for Mary. Saying, I'm pregnant, but not by Joseph. And they asked by what? By a ghost. <laughs> it has never happened. And that's what, because the Bible says he was an honorable man. So Joseph was not the father of Jesus. And he rightly so knew Jesus being, I mean Mary being found with child of the Holy Ghost. That's why Luke had to put the S being supposed, the son of Joseph. So when you get born again, your mother, your father, they cease to be your real parents. A bus. And Mary, his mother and his sister came that they might see, but when they could not get in, they asked somebody to go call him. When he went inside, he said, Your mother and your siblings want to talk to you. And Jesus looked around at those who were with him and he said, Who is my mother? Who is my brother? And my sister. He says, Mary and I tell you, those, those who do the will of my father, those are my mother and my brother. Then the Bible says, and he left that place, not to see them. He never, he, not to see, he didn't see them. I mean, they thought we would get, you know, some special attention series. You, you never hear, you never hear of Joseph after Jesus goes back with them at age 12. You never hear of Joseph again. You hear of Mary followed him. Joseph, no, where, where, where was Joseph? He didn't need him. He didn't need him. Jesus talks about his father in heaven. Yeah. You never hear my father who read me up. <laughs> because if you live by the life that you were born with, with your, by your father, you will die. There is no eternal life in that seed. That's why it is corruptible. Anyways, where were we? First John 4. Four. You have God, little children, and you have what? There's the thing. You have conquered them. You have prevailed. You have prevailed. You have conquered them. Not conquering. You have conquered them. Who? Who? The spirit of Antichrist. You have conquered them. Because greater is he that is in, that is in, 
that is in than he that is in the world. So if the one that's in you is greater than the one that's in the world, who is in the world? Satan. Satan. He's the one that's in the world. If the one in you is greater than him, that means you can override the systems. Do you hear what I just told you? Yes. You can override the systems. Because now you belong to what? To a kingdom that cannot be shaken. A kingdom that shall not be removed. An eternal kingdom. Oh, Isaiah 9. Studying the life of Adam will, 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 will cause you to walk with a certain kind of consciousness. Because by studying Adam's life, you realize how greater you are. You realize how greater you are. If Adam was king, you are the king of kings. You there? For unto us, verse 9, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, now close, and the government, and the government, and the government, and the government! They shouldn't have put government there. Wrong. Sharon, you know what they should have put? You know what? Dominion. That's the word that is translated government there in the Hebrew, dominion. So, and he says, and what? And the dominion, and the empire. You understand that? The empire. You, you know what an empire, right? An empire is, is, is an imperial rule over other kingdoms. So it's a kingdom that rules other kingdoms, that rules other realms. In an empire, there are many kings. There's not just one king. There are many kings. Remember, remember, remember in the book of uh, uh, Daniel? How that the king sought to make Daniel president. And there were three presidents who had uh, were over 140 satraps. The word satraps there were governors or rulers or princes. So when the word president there, the word president is the word prince. So there were princes who were over governors, who are over rulers, who are over all those things. But, but the main king, the emperor was Nebuchadnezzar. That's why in the vision when Nebuchadnezzar saw that statue with the golden head, Daniel said, this, this golden head is you, O king. For the Lord had given you what? An empire or to rule over what? The entire earth. So when we talk about dominion, we are talking about imperial rule. Ruling over realms. Ruling over kingdoms. You understand that? So he says, and the dominion, the empire will be on his shoulder, not on his head, on his shoulder, on his shoulder, not on his head. The empire. Why, why, why did God choose to put the word on his shoulder? Because he knew it was a typology. They, at that time, there was, there, there was no word, no language that Isaiah can give forth to demonstrate or proclaim the church. So he saw something. He saw he saw something that was connected to Christ, but he could not. He did not have the words to describe what it was. So he says, on his shoulder, 
the empire will be on his shoulder. And ye are the body of Christ. Is the shoulder on the head or on part of the body? So his empire is when? On the church. On the church. You understand that? On the church. So he's the imperial king because it's his empire. But under that empire, they are who? They are kings, they are princes, they are governors, they are rulers. He that is faithful over little, I shall give him to be what? To be ruler over kings. And thou shalt rule the nations with the rod of iron. Ask, and I shall give you the nations as your inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth as your possession. Kings, princes over systems. Says the empire. The empire shall be upon his shoulder. Then he says of seven, of the increase of his empire and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time even forever. The zeal of the Lord will perform this thing. Let us make man. Make man in our image and after our likeness. Let them have dominion. Dominion. Dominion as a gift. So Adam was born with dominion. You see that when God tells Noah to bring in all animals of all kinds, he did not call them. He did not pray for them. The Bible says they came two by two. Oh. Each after his own kind. Oh. And what did God say in chapter 9 of Genesis? He says, and I shall put the fear of you in all beasts and all animals. Why? Dominion. Dominion. Have you ever read in the book of Mark chapter 6 how that Jesus was trusted? I mean, Mark chapter 1, how that Jesus was sent forth into the wilderness and he was there alone with the wild beast. Why, why did the Bible put there he was alone with the wild beast? What was he doing with the wild beast? He was taming them. <laughs> Let's go back to Genesis. So when Adam sinned, Satan took the dominion. That dominion gave him access into all dimensions. He could rule the sea from where he was. He could rule the earth from where he was. He could rule the heavens from where he was. He was in charge. It was man that decided when he should reign. Do you know that? You don't know that. Let me show you. Genesis. Genesis chapter 2. Verse 5. Before, verse 4, this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord commanded, in the Lord that the in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Verse 5. Before any plant of the field was in the earth, 
and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord had not caused it to rain. Because there was no man to till the ground. So the rain did not come because there was no man. Why? He was the one that had dominion. So let's go back. Verse 26. Then God said, let us. Let us make. Yes. Let us make man in our image. According to our and let them have rule. Let them have prevailing power, authority, and empire, a government. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Over, over. Over all the earth. See that? Over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So man was authorized to reign, to rule. This is so vital. It's so vital because until you, you really understand the purpose of man, why man exists. And why you exist. You would, you, you would be shadow boxing in life. Today, most of us, for instance, don't have cars. Right? Why? Because maybe you can't afford it or you don't have money. But do you know that there's a system that where you can get a car without having to go through the processes of this world system. That's what it means to have dominion. It means to have access to keys, access to mysteries that call you to bypass the rule of law in this life. That Satan has set. You must understand that this setting is, is not a design of God. It's a design of, man, of Satan through the minds of men. He has designed this system through the mind of man. But because you are in Christ, there are systems. Listen to what he says. He says, seek ye first the kingdom and all these things that you desire, the car, the house, the life, this, all that you desire, shall be added to you. In other words, they will be brought to fall at your feet. You will not need to do anything to get them. Why? Because there is a system that is above the order of this life to bring these things to come to you. But because we have been so enslaved, systemized according to this world, we can't even see it. God says to Moses, and I shall not bring them out empty-handed, but I shall bring them out with much gold. Ah, gold! Where were they going to get the gold? Because these ones were the slaves in Egypt. But God said it. The Bible says, at, at the last at the last night, God said, hurry, hurry, quickly. Let each man go to his neighbor and ask for gold. <laughs> and they went and asked, can I have your gold? And the Egyptians about this, and the Lord caused, oh Lord, and the Lord caused the Egyptians to have favor on the Israelites. Without even thinking. 
city. They plundered the Bible says, and they plundered Egypt. Hallelujah. Oh. They went out there with enough gold to last them generations. Yet they were slaves in that very system. How did it happen? If you read Exodus chapter 26, God says, and tell the children of Israel to what? To give me an offering that what? they may build me a sanctuary. And then God gives them the required. Tell them to bring me gold, to bring silver, to bring all, all the linens. Where did they get them from? They were in the wilderness. It's a system. It's a system. And God gives to the man whom he favors knowledge and joy. But to the wicked man, he gives what? He gives sorrow and the power of labor that he may gather to give him who God loves. That's Ecclesiastes. How, how is that possible? He says in Isaiah chapter 60, Ye shall open the gates that the wealth of the Gentiles may come flocking to you. To know that there is a way where God can write your address on each and every single monetary asset that they may find you at any time. Hallelujah. How did the ravens know how to find Elijah? Hallelujah. Where did they know his ge geolocation? How did they find his geolocation? Because the Bible says they brought him meat by day and by night. Jesus said to Peter, Peter, who must pay taxes? The sons of the foreigners. Peter says, the foreigners. says, lest we offend them, go ye now into the river and cast your net. And he says, the, the fish that you, he says, the fish that you catch, the first fish that you catch, open its mouth and you shall find money. How did Jesus know he can find money in a fish? There'd be no fisherman who testified that I found money in a fish. Fear not, cheer up. I have overcome the world. I obtained his dominion. Jesus decided where he wanted the money to be. Children, have you caught anything? No, we have told our life. Just cast your nets and catch some fish. He says, but no, we have toiled all night. Nevertheless, at your word. And they cast in their net and they drew up 152 fish. It's a system. Hallelujah. It's a system. God never told us, his children, that we have to walk to be fed. It's a system. Those who are part of the system of this world. Because the system of this world is designed to enslave men. Not to liberate them. That's why you have one head over many men. God never designed that men should control men. No. But you are controlled. Your days are controlled. Your days are not under your control. At eight, you must be at work. At six, you must be at work. You are controlled. Why? It is system. Yet you are a fool. Jesus would take a few fish and a few loaves and bless them and multiply and feed over 25,000 people from two loaves.
Sending you in. That's why when he turned and said, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. How did Satan know that the sons of God can turn stones into bread? He knew in his word there was converting power. There was the power to convert anything into. That's why he says when you pray, bless by the word and by prayer. So you can add nutrients on things that have no nutrients. Turn these stones into bread. Jesus did not say, I cannot do so. He only said, man shall not live by bread alone. He was telling him, I can do this thing. I choose not to. He says to him, seek first the kingdom. Why do you speak to them in parables? Because unto you is given to understand. Understanding is your liberation, brother. And to you is given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. The thing that causes the seed to grow. He says, that is the understanding you require. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 28, it says, And I shall call for the call, and I will increase it. That there shall be no famine on you. How is it possible? It's a system. The system of the mysteries of the womb. That are already given to Adam. They're already given to Adam. Let them have dominion. In other words, your authority should be above the system. I can't come to church on Sunday. I have to go to work. Bondage. The king is bound. Why? Because you have not entered the dimension of the favor of God. See, the favor of God allows you to do the work that God has assigned to your life freely. What did the children of Israel do to get the goats in Egypt? Nothing. What was the thing that caused it to happen? Favor. This gold was the gold that was in the byways. The gold in Genesis was not underground. It was, it was just on the lying on the streets. It was just something along the way. dimension of life I can enter where I call mine yes I call it every day oh let me show you Isaiah 50 why because my gates are always open my doors are always open I'm always in expectation let them have dominion this is dominion that I'm trying to show you the right to rule it's your right it's your gift
Through Christ, we have ascended into the throne. You must understand this, brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ rules the whole universe from the throne. The Bible says, Oh, la Cristo, 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 Caracas, Paradis. He said, By the power, the working by which he's able to subdue all things under him. It is an energy. That's why he said, Sit, don't work, sit. Why? By the mere threat of sitting, there is enough throne power, throne energy to bring everything under his authority. Think about it. Jesus does not need to bring, do anything anymore to bring all things under his rule. He does not need to. His dominion is exercised through sitting. Adam needed to travel throughout the whole world. Jesus does not. He is seated on the throne of the majesty on high. From that throne, he rules time. The beginning from the end, brothers and sisters. He rules the past. He rules the present. He rules the future. From that place, he that place is the headquarters of the dominion of God. And God, he says, according to his divine power, which he works in Christ, when you raise him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand, a throne deep in space. From there, he rules the galaxies. And then he says, you, you who were once dead in your trespasses has been made to sit together with him in the heavenly realms. So today, by Christ, I am seated. And if I am seated, my Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies footstool. So if I am seated, my enemies are being made footstool. To manipulate the systems to work for you. This was what God did when he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. He manipulated the systems. The systems that caused the gold to be in the Egyptian storehouses. He manipulated it. Why? Higher laws. The Bible says against such there is no law. Against such there is no law. There is no law that can win. That's why look at Jesus after he's raised from the dead. But when he has blessed them through the spirit, he, he was lifted from the ground. What happened to the law of gravity? What happened to that law that kept everything down? At that time, they might have tried to jump. Nothing would have happened. But because Jesus was not bound by the laws of gravity, he lifted off. The Bible says he lifted. He lifted. He lifted off the ground. What happened to the viscosity of the sea, of the water when he stood on that sea? Mm. Against such there is no law. He was a lawbreaker. Why? Because the laws that are established have been established what? For the demise of men. Today, when a man, the man, let them have dominion over the sea. If you go today into the sea without having learned how to swim, you drown, you die. But Jesus could breathe underwater. Do you think that man was born with that mechanism? If he was to have dominion over the sea, and he goes into the sea, and he drowns, do you think the sea would kill him? The thing that he had dominion over would kill him. Oh, don't be mad. <laughs> so why do men not drown in the sea? Jesus says, because you have no faith. Why did you doubt, oh ye of little faith? Why did you fear, oh ye of little faith? When Peter was sinking, he said, help me. Jesus said, I'm coming, son. No, he didn't say that. He said, why did you doubt? Why did you fear, oh ye of little faith? It was 
because he did not have the faith, the waters could not sustain him. It tells you everything in creation responds to what? To your faith. If your faith is weak, the way in which things around you respond will be weak. But pastor, I call for money. Money never comes. Was your faith strong enough to pull it to you? says, according to our faith, says, let him prophesy according to his faith. Let him teach according to his faith. Let him what? Let him give according to his faith. According to the measure of faith given us. Peter drowned. Jesus says, why did you doubt? The water was sinking. I mean, the boat was sinking. And Peter said, care thou not that we perish. Jesus rebuked the sea and he turns his words into they looked at him and said, what manner of man is this? He didn't like that. He was more impressed. They were amazed at the fact that he commanded it to what? To, to, to be still. But he was amazed that they did not have faith. Your life is a reflection of your faithfulness or your faithlessness. I said, I said it must go. It did not go. Your faith was not there. I said it must come. It did not come. Your faith was not there. What is faith? Faith is a law that supersedes all laws. It is faith that created all these laws. Do you know that? It is faith. The Bible says by, by faith we understand that the world, the aeons, and their systems were fashioned by the word of God. So faith created the law of gravity. If faith created the law of gravity, he must have left a loophole through which he can bypass that law. Amen. <laughs> the one who creates the law is not bound by that. He's over that. He could change them anytime. It does not suit him. Let them have the rule. Let them have the rule. Are you cursed? If you are poor, you are living under the curse. Because you are living under. There is much food in the tillage of the poor, but for a lack of understanding, they are destroyed. Why? They don't have eyes to see. Let them have the rule. Why? You've been trained, programmed to think you are bound. You see them. You see them the day they retrench them. The whole face changes. What's wrong? I've been retrenched. I don't know what I'm Are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. Do you believe in God? Yes, I believe in God. Your face doesn't show it. Why? Because you have attached your faith to your job. David said, my eyes are upon the Lord. The maker of heaven and earth. There is a system. Are you listening to me? There is a system. I'm not talking about the system of this world. There is a system. Isaiah 60. There is a system that takes a poor man, a poor man, a poor man for a poor background, and puts him in the place of kings. You lift the poor from the gutter. 
and set their feet upon solid ground that you may cause them to inherit the throne of David. The path, the ordinance. What? <laughs> Isaiah 16. Verse 6, verse 5. Then you shall see and become radiant. And your heart shall swell with joy. Because the abundance of the sea. The abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The abundance of the sea. And the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Do, do, do you understand what it means? It means it shall leave their hands and come to you. What is the cause? What is the cause? The cause is in verse 1. It's in you are rising. Hallelujah. You are rising to the light that's already there. It says, arise, shine, for your time has come. No, your light has come. For your light has come. It says, the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. In other words, it shall grow lace. Oh. Hallelujah. What's the cause of this? It's favor. God today, brothers and sisters, is looking for vessels through which he could dispose of this abundance. It's too much. God knows the abundance of wealth that the world has is too much. He says he shall turn it to you. Verse 9. Surely the coastland shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish will come first to bring your sons from afar. They are silver and they are gold with them. The name of the Lord your God and to the Holy One of Israel, because he has glorified you. Do you see what you should look for? It is 16. Because he has glorified you, they will come out. They are gold and they are silver. Because he has glorified you, are you glorified? Yes, you are. You are born glorified. Verse 11, therefore your gates shall be open continually and shall not be shut by day or night that men may bring to you the wealth of the Gentiles and their kings in their processions that men may bring to you, to you, the wealth, men may bring to you the wealth of the Gentiles. <laughs> Isaiah 61. It's not things you are working for. It's things that are being brought to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. You there? Amen. You there? Amen. Verse 5. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. And the sons of your foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of the Lord. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. And in their glory you shall boast. Says you shall eat it. Mm. 
there was Jedi, you will eat them. <laughs> Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. Instead of confusion, you shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Verse 9. And their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All who see him shall acknowledge him. They are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. Once you understand this, you will redefine why you do work. You will redefine why you go to school. You will redefine why you do business. Because it will no longer be about mandrakshuni. No. They, listen, brother, there is enough favor in the storerooms of God to make you rich beyond measure. The man who was in prison for 17 years was now in charge of the economy of the whole kingdom. Where is the God that did those things? He is still alive. Today he has changed his position. He's no longer the God of Jacob, Abraham. He's the God of Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, feed me first. And it so happened as he ate that the word of the Lord came unto Elijah as saying, Surely the flowers shall not fail. Amen. Not the oil cease until harvest comes. <laughs> the whole land was suffering, famine was chowing them. To such an extent that women were eating their children. They tell if they are prophet in the land, they say, surely there is. And they call unto the man of God. And man of God surely said, tomorrow there shall be a change. Where you shall buy oil for a shekel. The king counsel and said, even if God will want to, it will never happen. The man of God said, surely you shall see, but not be a part of it. The next morning, the whole economic status was changed in the day. Three nations came against Judah. Three nations. Mightier, stronger than Judah. Jehoshaphat declared a fast throughout the whole kingdom. And they prayed and sought the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came through the, the son of Azariah and said, Thus says the Lord, the battle is not yours but mine. Go tomorrow and put three and put in the front of the army priests who shall sing. Blessed be the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And the Bible says, as they sang, the Lord sent an ambushment against those such that they killed one another until no one was left. Mm. <laughs> and then the Bible says, and they took the spoils of those nations. Brothers and sisters, there is a system. Are they not all ministering spirits? Mm. What do servants do? They run errands. 
But we are unable to, to unlock these things. Why? They know not. Neither do they understand. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Let them have dominion. Let them rule. <coughs> you see that? Let them rule. You are ruler. You are ruler. And you shall ask anything in my name, and it shall be done. He didn't say some, he said anything. Anything. The problem is that we've got too used to ask and not receive. So our life ends up becoming a reflection of failed prayer. Why? We lack the knowledge. Anything. Anything. Everything in creation should be responding to you every time you use the name of Jesus. Wow. You can collect Torah, Sarah, Yiddish, and Shabbat. You can create prophecies that suit you. Many of God's people don't know. You see, the name of Jesus legalizes every word you say as a prophecy. If you say in the name of Jesus, I am blessed, it becomes a prophecy. Amen. <laughs> Let them have dominion. Problem is, brothers and sisters, problem is, you are looking for the rod of Moses. You are looking for the mantle of Elijah. That's your problem. That's your problem. You are still looking for the rod, Lord, the rod, the rod of Moses, the metal of Elijah. No, your rod is in your mouth. Your rod is your mouth. By thy word you shall be justified. By thy word you shall be condemned. So when you put the words, the name of Jesus on your mouth, it's God talking. Matthew 17. This is my son. Hear ye him. Who was God talking to? This is my son. Hear ye him. Who was he telling to hear him? Creation. Creation. Everything in creation responds to the voice of God. Today, you are his son. Everything in creation. Listen, you are not only his sons. You are his sons with the Spirit. You are his sons with the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit inside you. Your only disadvantage is your ignorance. Your only disadvantage is your ignorance. How is it that you could live life without one of the promises of the word in that book not being realized, actualized in your life. Ignorance. 
Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 It shall be that if you shall what heed unto the voice of the Lord to obey all that he tells you that the Lord shall put you high above all the nations of the earth then you shall be the head and not the tail you shall be blessed in the city blessed in the country you shall be blessed in your coming in and in your going out number one you see that number one call it a global thinking not a community thinking dancing in terms of community Out of you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Imagine every child of you was a king. <laughs> every child of you was somebody. If you read the book of uh, Hebrews, all those children are children of Abraham. The Bible says, who through faith subdued kingdoms. Subdued kingdoms. David said, you have made nations that I do not know. To serve me and pay homage to me. Brothers and sisters, your life should not end at the prayer closet. Did you pray already about bro? Did you pray already about a We are serving the Lord in faithfulness. In poverty, in sickness, we are serving the Lord. You are not bringing glory to Him. You are, in, you are not bringing your ignorance. Even if it's all safe, there's no glory. He says that after the sufferings of Christ, what should follow? The glory should follow. He has suffered. Why do you need to suffer? That I'm suffering with Jesus. One day I know I shall reign with him. And then, oh, one of them is no more. You know, Moody Mama bless our prosper, our, you know, what woman la carnality. Leave me with my carnality, stay with your holiness and your brokenness and your bubble shoes. Mara, you are saying, Gilo Talefa, yet you are complaining. How about Pia Tahotexi? Madrasa, how get home, Pico? 
love you, see, for another time. Let me send him alone. Single job. No. 
They have no care in the world. Then the Bible says, are you not worth more value than they? The birds who don't toil to, to be fed. The ones who are more valuable than the birds, they are scraping around like slaves. The Bible says, the young lion may lack and suffer hunger, but those who trust in the Lord shall never lack for any good thing. Sympathy over useless things in the church. Is a mind force. The Bible says they set hell ablaze. <coughs> you see, we teach you so that you can form a vocabulary <coughs> to create by your language, by your speech. That's how we teach you. After you come and say, This is the last day, by last day, I walk. I use public. That's how, that's how you must start talking. <coughs> My gates are open to receive. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 For 18 years, all of a sudden, God did me promotion. When was this all along? 18 years. <coughs> Let them have the lead. Believe your own testimony. What did God say? He said, he called, he saw. That's how you <coughs> Adam didn't have some huge stick. No. When God created him, what did he do? He said, he brought the animal to see what he would what? Call them. The use of speech is the exercise of who you believe. If you don't like something, tell it to go. You understand what I'm saying? If you don't like it, tell it to go. Tell it to go. Don't continue to, to entertain it. Tell it to go. If it's a, if it, whether it's a pain in the body, lack in your finances, you tell it to go. I command the lack to leave you. I command the pain to go. And you go for what you want. Let the prosperity come. <laughs> it's not prayer. Le rato rappella too much. 
God never said, let Adam pray to have dominion. Uh-uh. It's not prayer. Let them have dominion. So I owe you to understand the mystery. Understand the mystery. Understand the mystery. We continue next week. Let us pray. how you begin to do anything that, that seems to control your life. It's unnatural because I must have control over it. So I, so I must change, I must flip the roles now. I must tell it, no, you can't have dominion over me. I have dominion over you and I tell you to go. You, you see that? You see that? Because he says, let them have dominion. So you go around in your life looking for things that have dominion over you. Because they have not been authorized to do so. They don't have the right, the legal right, but they are there. Satan knows. You know how Satan is. He's not a legalist. He likes taking chances. So he will let that thing stay as long as you don't know it should not stay. See that? How do Amago do sprinkling you in your life? Look for everything in your life that holds you in bondage, that keeps you from freely expressing yourself, and start talking to me. If you are serious, you know what you will do. You will look for it, you will sit down, and then write it all down. Write it all down. Write it all. Oh, money problems. Financial problems, marriage problems, this, this, this. Write it all down. And then you go through the Bible. You search for the things that authorizes you to exercise dominion. You put it down before the Lord. The Bible says, and the key, put down the letter before the Lord. You put it down and say, these are the things that have dominion over me that should not be having dominion over me. And these are the, the, the legalization, the authorization that gives me the right to tell them to deceive and come under my authority. And then you say, you money problems. 
<laughs> I command you to come under my feet now. As a child of God. Not as a as a clerk or no, as a child of God in the name of Jesus. I command you to be seated. It's a little thing. <coughs> and then you know what he said? He said, Angels that be with man, you are my you are my servants. By order of my right in Christ Jesus. I command you now to go forth and fix this situation. And bring this under my feet. Everything will start to fall. Then you go to the next. You know, health issues. You tell it, you are not supposed. So I command my body to comply with the regulations of kingdom health. Then you say, angels, protect my health. You see that? Yeah. Why? Because he said, let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. <coughs> let them have what? Dominion. dominion. Not let it or whatever have dominion over them. No. You are the object of dominion. You are the one that exercises it. Will it change immediately? It depends. Depends on what? Your faith. That's all it depends on. Your faith. Your faith. If you find that it's not it's not going, it's not going as, as, as fast as you you know what you do? You go into the world, you search. Where did I miss it? Where did I miss it here? Where did I miss it? Oh, I miss it here. You go back and you say, in the name of Jesus. Then you find what happening? Everything in your life that seemed to have power over you starts fearing. Don't pray for job. Pray for favor. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yes. Don't pray for job. Pray for favor. Don't pray for what? Pray for favor. Pray for favor. Favor is what? Hosaki Zoyarade. Is what we need. Favor. Are you listening? Pray for favor. Then after praying, you say, Father, I walk in favor. Every step I take is a step of faith. <coughs> when I go to the left, it's favor. When I go to the right, it's favor. I walk in favor. I live in favor. I swim in favor. Favor surrounds me. I am favored by man, favored by God, in the natural and in the spirit. I'm a favored man, a woman. I'm dressed with favor. Today, as I go out, I'm favored. I receive things that I did not ask for. I expect goodness to come to me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a gravitation, I'm a magnet of favor, magnet of good things. I magnetize good things. So as I walk, anything consistent with goodness in my life is coming to me. <coughs> Why? You are using your tongue, your mouth to, to change your life. To align your life. You see that? Why whatever happens will happen. Oh, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord.